0: Welcome into another episode of What the Shucks the podcast, and it's time for two big knuckleheads to talk some high school football. Uh, I'm Matt Shuckman, Muddy River Sports Editor. Joining me, Muddy River News Editor David Adam, who is also the play-by-play voice for WTAD's Game Night. And this week, it's a no-brainer where you're going to be. You're going to be at 10th and Jackson. On There's only one night.
1: place to go. There's only one place to go. That would be uh, Q&D versus Civic Memorial, and I have not done my homework
0: on Civic Memorial yet. But I have not either, but isn't it interesting that at 6-3, and three, Q&D got a home playoff game for the first round? I I haven't
1: had the opportunity to look at the analysis of the playoff field, but what led to did, – did any of the 4-5 and five teams get in? No. Okay, because I think from what I gathered, I think – the 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 playoff guru Steve Susi from up in up in uh, uh, is it was he at uh, Kankakee?
0: Joliet Joliet
1: um, I think he admitted he made a mistake and and had failed to factor something in and that he was saying there were going to be as many as ten four and five teams right. that got in and then I think it was like oops. I made I, I screwed up um right. that's not right there, there 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 I found a bunch of more five and four teams or something like that I don't I don't know how it turned out so at least that made sense but still a six and three team getting a home game well,
0: it's it's just unique how the class 4A bracket broke down in the fact that when you started going from of the 32 teams that made the playoffs in class 4a the records. You just filled them in, and then you started going playoff points, which is the number of opponent wins. And even though Notre Dame played three teams that didn't win a game, they played three other teams that went a collective 25-2. and two.
1: Now, when, who were the two? Because I, I thought that both – the two of them lose week nine?
0: I oh, know. Alleman, Alleman lost week nine. and
1: No, I'm, I'm talking about the, the teams that were the, – the, th- the
0: three teams. I think there were they were three and were eight and 0. No. You've got – and then Muhammad Seymour went nine and zero, right? Breeze Modern Day went nine and zero, right? And Lutheran St. Charles went seven and two. See, they lo- they lost twice. Wow, I didn't know that. They lost twice before they played Notre Dame. I thought they were undefeated. No.
1: Oh well, that that
0: shows how much I remember. Then yeah. So, so nonetheless, those three teams went, yeah. were a collective twenty five and two. Um, you know, and Notre Dame had enough playoff points. Quite, I ended up I think with forty four playoff points. To where it bumped them to the top of the six and three list. That's just amazing, Um, because Notre and that
1: wasn't that's not a because Notre. I can't remember the last time Notre Dame ever played a team or played played three zero and nine teams. Anything even close to that? (laughs) that, Yeah, usually usually they might play a couple two and sevens and a three and six, but not three zero and nines. No, and you
0: would think if you play three zero and nines, you're not going to end up with very many power points. But but I guess they did. But they did because the rest of their schedule was pretty good. I just again.
1: It's just hard for me to get a grasp as to how good this team really is because really when Notre Dame has beaten teams this year, it's it hasn't because they have overwhelmed them offensively. It's their defense has forced short fields. Uh, they, they'll block a punt. They'll return a punt. Their special teams will be excellent. And then the, the offense does just enough the, right. to, to get them some points. Um their defense
0: has eight touchdowns and a safety this year,
1: and and the Notre Dame and and there was a stretch there during that three game stretch against uh, Muhammad St. Charles, losing St. Charles and Notre uh, Day, where the offense wasn't scoring at all. Right. So for the for the defense to have eight touchdowns, how many how many touchdowns does the
0: offense have?
1: Fifteen, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd have to go back and look. I don't have the stats yeah, in front of but me, but, but still,
1: it just shows you how good Notre Dame's. Defense has been; they're very, yeah. very opportunistic, uh, and they, they're good on special teams. And, and they've got excellent special teams. And um, I, heck, when I watch Wallingford line up in punt formation, I think he's going to block the punt every time because he's got those long, like oh, Spider-Man like arms. Um, so, is that going to be good enough to beat Civic Memorial? I don't know. I've heard of Civic Memorial has some good, some good skill
0: position people. Um, But I haven't done my my homework on them yet. I think what we're going to end up seeing is Notre Dame has to impose its will on the defensive side to allow its offense to find a rhythm. But if they don't impose their will defensively, then it puts pressure on the offense. Right. You know, so they've got to come out and set the tone the way they have against some of these bad teams. They've got to do that against a good team in the playoffs to have a chance to advance.
1: Well, I thought, especially on Friday night against uh, Alton Marquette, um, Lavery is getting a little bit more accurate with the short passes. Yeah. I think he was 16 of 24. Um, but he also threw a deep ball to Zach Friedersdorf, which he hasn't done very well this year. And it was a big play that set up another touchdown. And Notre Dame doesn't need, you know, a lot of big plays. But they've got to have more than they've been getting. And they got that play from Friedersdorf. Right. One thing that that also I would be interested to know is, and I just I didn't know before Friday night, is Jack Gilliland. Did not play last week, and he's one of their better big play guys. Is he available uh, for full service uh, to play against uh, uh, Civic Memorial? I, I just I haven't done my homework yet.
0: No, we'll we'll find out. I'm I'll be heading out to practice to to get some more info on the Raiders, and uh, but it's interesting, and and the interesting the other part of this is they get the home game, but then looming should they win uh, is. The all-time winningest head football coach in Illinois high school football history, and, and a really good program in Springfield Sacred Heart Griffin and Coach Ken Leonard.
1: Well, the last time a Quincy team played Sacred Heart Griffin was um, three years ago, I believe, twenty eighteen. When, when 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 Sa- when Quincy High School dro- drove over to play Sacred Heart Griffin yep. with Jirel Brock and. Uh, they pretty much put 10 guys in the box and dared the Quincy quarterback to beat him, and he couldn't do it. Right. And and it really wasn't very close. I have a feeling that that's what Sacred Heart Griffin's going to do, is they're going to take away all the – if, if, if Notre Dame were to get to that point, yeah. and I know we're talking ahead a, a, a little bit here, but they're going to dare Calvin Lavery, beat us. Here right. you go. Go th- – You know, throw the ball against us, and I—it's that 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 game is not a good matchup for the Raiders. I I I I I hope they prove me wrong.
0: The four A bracket is just loaded. Yeah, you've got Sacred Heart Griffin, you've got Rochester, and you got Joliet.
1: Joliet Catholic in four A is just—I mean, unbelievable.
0: You've got you've got two teams that everybody thought would be in five A that end up in four A in Rochester and Joliet Catholic and. Katie bar the door. I mean, you went you win the 4A title. You've earned it.
1: You're, you're, you should be a heck of a football team. Yeah, I mean, um,
0: it, it might be the toughest bracket out there. What do you what about what about the other uh, brackets? So what do you? I mean, Central. I, I mean, think Central is in a great spot. They are. They drew the number one seed in the South bracket in Class 1A. Um, first time ever is the number one seed uh, in Brad in the Brad Dixon era, and and it's put them in a spot where. The draw goes their way, and they don't won't face anybody until, you know, they'll face good teams, but you're looking at a potential showdown with Carrollton in the state semifinals. Um, and if that's the case, you know, Central beat Carrollton in week one, and anything's possible at this point. But I think Central's in a great spot, um, and, and they've, they've got experience up front. They've got an experienced offensive and defensive line, which I think – just sets the tone and is so imperative for success in the playoffs. Where
1: does, where does their uh, postseason path go through? Any I, Do you remember?
0: Uh, they start with Villa Grove, and I forget who round two would be. But, I mean, it, it's, it's all going to come down to, to the Carrollton. You know, can they get past these teams to, to get a matchup with Carrollton? Because I, basically that's what everybody's looking at. Um, and then Brown, well, they would they would run into potentially Brown County uh, third round, I think yeah, it would Brown be Brown
1: County's fallen off the face of the
0: earth, haven't yeah, they've they? They've had a ton of injuries and got uh, beat, what, 50 to 8 last week by Carrollton? Yeah, and Carroll again, Carrollton has hit its stride, right? But Brown County has really struggled with the injuries and they kind of lost all their
1: momentum from a 4 start. Can and you can Unity Pace and make any noise in 2A? I think so.
0: I, they've got enough athletes, um, and they've got big play potential. And they got arguably the best linebacker in Illinois, and Brian Deeker, in our area in Illinois, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Brian Deeker, that I think they could they could go to Nashville and pull off an upset in Week One. Um, this
1: is the week that, well, you and I have been around, around this a lot. You kind of almost, I hate to say it, you almost skipped this week over in Missouri. Well, there, there's just no there's just no compelling matchups.
0: The way the districts are now and have been now for several years is you play a nine-week regular season and then you go to 18, pretty much 18 districts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hannibal's in a 17 district, so they get a week one bye. Palmyra's in a 16 district, so they drew a bye. Um, but everybody else. Mark Twain drew a bye because
1: Principia is yeah. out of players, won't play, whatever, we don't know.
0: And like Monroe City's the number one seed in the class one district. And they get zero nine Van Farr.
1: right. So there just aren't very many compelling yeah. matchups. So we're not going to know
0: much about the Missouri side until next week,
1: right? And that's the, it, it, to me. It's the I like the Missouri side playoffs format better because it goes to straight bracket play. Yeah. Everybody gets a chance. You know, if you're two and seven during the regular season, you still get a shot to play in the playoffs, and that means you can go play whoever you want. Um, and there will be that random two and seven team that wins two games and now they're in the district championship at four and seven. No question. I think that's great. Um, but this is the week that stinks when you do it that way.
0: Yeah. Because the only, I mean, traditionally the only good matchups in in week one of districts are a four seed versus a five seed and potentially a three seed versus a six seed. Um, because, like, Mark Twain was going to beat the snot out of Principia. Right,
1: right, exactly. It wasn't going to be close.
0: It was going to be almost like a, like a scrimmage. So you're not going to learn a whole lot this week. Right. But then it does get a little more interesting starting next week. And, and again, will the teams that have the week off, how will they benefit from it? You know, Hannibal's 9-0, and ranked number three in the state, viewed as a, a legitimate state championship contender. What do they do with the week off?
1: Do are, do high school kids? You know, this comes back to the, what you talked about with me earlier uh, last week. Are high school kids, especially those in Illinois, needing you know, uh, they, they they don't get the buy like they do in Missouri. Um, right. But are are our, our, our high school kids through nine games? Do they need a buy to to will it will it help them
0: recover, refresh? Well, I think in, in the case of Hannibal or a Palmyra, which is battling injuries right now. Or you know, or a Mark Twain. If you, if anybody has anything nagging, a bum ankle that just isn't fully healed, or, or something like that, this is the week to get healed up. Mm-hmm. They get a rest because you could you could literally sit them for several days. They don't do anything but rest. Um, Illinois doesn't have that that opportunity right. because you go right into the playoffs. The interesting thing, and I'm going to be talking to the coaches this week, and we'll have a story later this week at, at Muddy River Sports. Um. Because they played a six-game season in the spring, is fatigue a factor for the Illinois teams? Are any of them beat down? Is that is there a reason when you know a Brown County team, which didn't have much depth to begin with, then experienced injuries? Is just worn out? You know, did did having to play two seasons within the same calendar year take a toll? I'm anxious to hear what coaches and yeah. and players have to say on it. Um, but I know it's something that's been brought up by several assistant coaches and conversations I've had with them, that it is a worry. Well, I, to me it sounds like if there's a team,
1: you know, if there, if there was draft kings for high school football, um, I think the team that you want to put a little money on to, to say, I think they can win two, three, four games is central. Yes. I think they they just sound like they
0: have – Reloaded yeah. over there. I mean, I did, mean did, they've did, hit their stride. Yeah. And and factor this in the guy who was going to be, quote unquote, their number one wing back got hurt week one and hasn't played.
1: Due back for the playoffs? or No, or no he's you done know. for
0: the year. No, so uh, Dominic Williams, and so his twin brother, Garrett Williams, who was going to be the other wing back, emerged as the main wing back. Um, and then Isaac Ganenbacher is just a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, size, speed, power—you know—I think he's been better than anyone expected. Um, and they just Nick Moore has developed into a really salty quarterback as a sophomore. And then, and then again, they got the experience up front, and they've got they've got physical linemen who are very athletic. You know, Dylan Dickhoot, Keaton Dick Hoot um, and a whole bunch of others who are seniors. That there's a reason Central just gets the ball up and down the field the way they do. Is uh, when's when's Hannibal's
1: first challenge in the postseason? Will it be the district championship, or will they even find somebody in the district championship that'll? No, I, th- I
0: mean I think the district championship will be a challenge. I don't know if it'll be a nail biter type of challenge, but I don't think it's a fifty to six cha- you know, type of game. Who's the two seed? Oh my mind just went completely blank. I'm trying to think of the bracket in my head and
1: is it one of the St. Louis area schools or is it
0: more like a Columbia battle or something I, like that? I thought it was did Jeff said he get the number two seed? I I can't think of right. it off the top of my head. Okay. Um but I, I believe they would face West Plains in the in the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. And West Plains is ranked number four in the state.
1: So there, if, if you if you don't get the the battle you want in the, the it's coming. The, yeah, it. Oh, they're, they're, the 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 final eight should be salty as heck.
0: Yes. Holy cow! There's still like six or seven undefeated teams in that class. It's a great class. Great classification. Um, and, and I think they go they go a different route this year. You know, so like last year they lost in the quarters to MICDS. Well, they don't go the St. Louis direction this year. They go West. Um or hopefully for our purposes, the West comes yeah to, to, to Hannibal. <laughs> that's right. So it, it'll be interesting. Again, the unfortunate side of the way the schedule is set up is there's just not a lot of good games on the Missouri side this week. Yeah. That's just that's just and, yeah. it, and you just know that. And we only have one game on the Illinois side Friday night. And that's at 10th and Jackson, um, and then only one one team with a home game on Saturday in Central. So we're starting to get to that point where there's a lot of separation, and over the next couple of weeks, we're going to find out who's legit um, contenders to 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 get deep into the postseason, and and who got their cup of coffee in the postseason, and yeah. and get ready for next year.
1: And you know, Q and 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 soccer being knocked out in the sectional final. I, I think surprised a lot of people. So now that, that that sport for for our purposes is is complete. Uh although Hannibal's still playing. I'm sorry, Hannibal soccer, I think, still yes, going. Hannibal soccer um, is still playing. Um but volleyball wise, um, you know, you've got obviously Q and D and I think you and I were talking about the bracket that Notre Dame's gonna have to go through. I didn't hear any names that made me jump up and go, Ooh, that'll be a tough I, I think the hardest match they'll face. Dude, the sectional will, would probably be a rematch of Hannah uh, with McComb in the sectional final,
0: yeah. And,
1: and 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 Notre Dame handled McComb fairly easily, I shouldn't say easily, but I mean, you know, they, they beat they, them, they won at McComb, though, yeah. And then I think the the super would be, um, like I'm thinking, uh, you would uh, Decatur St. St. Teresa or somebody else, I don't remember who that was. Notre Dame just beat Decatur St. Teresa in their own tournament, so. Notre Dame is going to be a pretty tough out uh, from the, the girls' so volleyball stand, standpoint. Is there any? I mean, I, I know the Hannibal girls are good this year. Southeastern is good. Brown County's got a 126 games. Anybody that else that you go, hey, you better keep an eye on them.
0: I, it, I No, I mean, I don't I don't think the – like in Hannibal's case, I don't know if they're going to get past the sectionals. Um, this is the second year in a row they've won districts, mm-hmm. but they're going to run into somebody from the St. Louis area who's really good. Uh, at some point, either the in the sectionals or the quarterfinals. Um, I think in Class 1A on, on the Illinois side, you know, Southeastern, Southeastern's really good, and they've got size. Uh, and, and depth. And depth. they got
1: all kinds of different kids who can yeah. hit. Yeah,
0: and, and Brown County's got just a ton of athletes. Um, this is kind of the year they've been building for, and, you know, the path, their path looks pretty good. You know, I, I sat down and looked at their bracket, and, I could see them getting to a sectional final.
1: That'd be big in Brown County. It would I, don't, I don't think that's ever happened before. So.
0: And then you got sectional cross country on Saturday. Yeah, and, and the Quincy High School teams run at home at Bob Mays Park. Um, both teams got a shot at advancing to state. Both teams do? Both teams yeah, do. I knew, I knew uh, and Rosen, and, 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 Rosen and. thicker Rosen and Anna Shearing will be among the top runners in, in their respective races for, for Quincy High School mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think Cannon Wolf um, out at Liberty in, in Class One A has a legit chance to to be in the top ten at sectionals and advance to state. Um, you know, Miles Shepherd from West Hancock is like head and shoulders above everyone else, and is like one of three runners in the state in Class One A that everybody's going okay. These three. Are just better than everyone else,
1: and, and I mean, as in, he might win an individual
0: state championship at way. He's Park. got like one of there. I think it's one of three guys that have a shot at it. Yeah, and so I mean, there's again, we're starting to wind down, and and then what's this thing coming up
1: starting in November? This this thing with a round orange well,
0: thing. It's they, already upon us. I mean, next week, well, Mo- Monday, Monday, Cole Stockton plays his first game on Monday. John Wood, John Wood plays next week, and it's here. And then, you know, the QU basketball teams open November 12th. So, you know, high school basketball practice starts next week. So it's, it's upon us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's this, these next few weeks can be as hectic or as simple as the teams allow, (laughs) because sometimes it's well, we've got to cover football games in Hannibal and Monroe City and Camp Point and Quincy Notre Dame and Menden, or everybody gets
0: knocked out and we're sitting there going, okay, well, let's start doing basketball stories then. Right. So it should be fun. It should be a lot of fun. It should be a fun postseason. And we'll have everything for you at muddyriversports.com. And I hope, hopefully, how's the, let the listeners know, how's the knee? Yeah, the knee sucks, but that's all right. <laughs> two right. Okay. Two weeks and. Two weeks I'll have surgery and then hopefully two weeks after that I'm feeling as dandy as cotton candy. ooh would you steal that line from I don't
1: remember Dandy as cotton candy. Well the fact is is that yeah, so if you see out if you see Shuck out and about and he's hobbling around
0: with my old man Kane with your
1: old man Kane um you know you know offer the guy a hand but the fact <laughs> is he'll get there he ain't gonna no, get there real fast no, but he'll get there i will get there. And hopefully, when basketball season rolls around, he'll be as dandy as cotton candy.
0: That's right. That's the goal. We'll keep working at it and make it happen. Thanks, brother. You betcha, man. This has been Two Big Knuckleheads on the What the Shuck podcast. Catch us again next week.